Welcome to the podcast. This is a weekly podcast by Denver Transplants. I'm Matt. And I'm Andrew. And this is You Aren't From Here. Do you guys miss me? Do you, it sounds like you miss me. I uh, I know, you know, we had some other people on last week and, you know, they, they said some things about replacing, but come on, baby. I'm, I'm irreplaceable. All right. So it's good to be back. I missed you guys. You probably didn't miss me, but, you know, it's fine. It's good to be back. That's all that matters. I have to ask, in your escapade to Greece, did you miss the podcast? I actually did listen to, um, I was thinking about it, and I can't remember where or under what context, but I remember that we were having them on to to do the guest episode. And so I was sitting in Greece, I think we were in Mykonos, and I was listening to You Aren't From Here in Mykonos just to hear, like, not the whole thing, but just the intro and just to hear enough, just to make sure that, you know, it, it was really well, really well done. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I think it was uh, kudos to Tyler and Hunter. That was, it was great. But but I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> he's back. Whether you like it or not, he's probably back for the foreseeable future until Matt tries to take another vacation, which is probably in like two weeks from now. So probably a good chance they could be on again. But we'll see. That's true. Or if you anyone else and you're a great fan, hey, DM us. We're open to we're open to new things. We're open to new, you know, engaging our listeners and creating a community. That's what it's about. So if you guys are interested, yeah. let us know. You know, if if Sweat goes on a vacation or I go on a vacation next year, I mean, we'll we, there will be plenty of opportunities for potential guest appearances. So you know, or that is, I mean, it's year it's year two. We gotta update. We gotta upgrade the podcast. We gotta try something new. That's right. That's right. So, Swat, what do we got this week? Yeah. So, for episode 55 this week, we have an interview with Kath Allen, who's the founder and president of Hike Doggy, which if you've never heard or explained what Hike Doggy is, you'll learn a tremendous amount of the details of what exactly it is in the episode. But a quick, easy summary is, it's basically a daycare for your dog, but the differential, the difference maker is instead of dropping your dog off at say like a um at a i don't know what, what's camp, like camp bow, wow. camp bow wow or one of those local spots where they just you know play with dogs all day this one is more of a service where they'll pick your dog up from your house they'll take them hiking i believe it's two hours pause down and then they will give them a bath they'll transport them home and they'll drop them off at your house for when you get back from work or whatever you do during the day so it's a little bit more of a service provider than it is like a, just a daycare of watching your dogs. Obviously, you can get carry dogs in daycare all day, but the difference is they're hiking and they're getting tired, not just tired running around with other dogs. It so. is like, yeah, it's a, it's like I was joking about it. I got my haircut today and our my hairdresser like always asks about our podcast. He's like, so what do you guys got going on? And I was like, have you ever heard of Hike Doggy? And I was explaining it and we were laughing because it's like the most Colorado dog daycare combination that you could get i mean literally it's hiking and doggy day camp had a baby and it's like it's just the most colorado thing ever so it's it's hilarious i love it It, like such a good idea i had no idea about it but as a dog owner you'll hear all about all about gary's escapades and and him we're gonna have to get him started on this thing but the difference too is it is more of like a uh weekly recurring like subscription kind of model not subscription that's not the right word that use but it is like it's intended to be you know once a week or twice a week or three times a week it's really for those post 
pandemic, everyone returning back to the office who just, whose dogs have, you know, separation anxiety, or they, they not used to seeing at home because they're used to having their humans around, you know, it's a, it's more of a recurring once or twice a week kind of deal. So definitely different. I think you'll love it as a, as a dog owner. I thought it was fascinating and we're going to get Gary signed up most likely once holidays are over. Cause that's such a cluster, but once the, once the new year starts, it's definitely, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll see Gary there for sure. Yeah. I like it. So, so more to call. Uh, jump right in. I, there wasn't really anything super exciting this week on the news. The only thing I would say is uh, voting as we discussed with Hunter last week, voting is coming up this week. So, be prepared for that. And if you need to register, register or do whatever steps you need to, but get out there and vote. Yeah, that do your duty, do your civic duty, vote. Doesn't matter who you vote for, what you vote for, as long as it's what you want and you're, you're voting in general. I mean, it's just, there's no reason not to do it. So that's our, that's our public service announcement. Be a good citizen. So Matt, uh, what we learned this week? So this is a kind of hybrid, like we talked about sweat. It's uh, it's a little bit of a where'd you go, but also a what did you learn? Because it technically hasn't happened yet. But, you know, November 1 hits. Mariah Carey comes out of the the woodworks and it's it's Christmas time as far as I'm concerned. I'm a big Christmas guy. So it's I'm already thinking about the holidays, things that we can be doing. And I know I'm not alone in that. So we were like, you know, what, what, what is there out there to do? And when you find out and it's already scheduled, you've got to book it quick, right? Because everyone else is thinking the same thing. So this year we are that we, we learned about the 2021 film on the rocks holiday edition. So I am sure they do this every year, but with COVID and all this stuff, you know, this is just what I'm learning about now. I have no idea why I didn't know about this last year, but Hey, say love you. So this year, they are offering, and it's their 22nd season, which is pretty crazy, but they have 13 different holiday drive-in shows starting November 26th all the way through December 12th. Now, the movies are different every day, but they do have some certain offerings that are twice a day. So if it is one, if, it, if they're only offering one show, you know, it, it's likely at the 4.30 showing, they could also have it at the 8.00 but the two times are 4.30 p.m. and 8 p.m. So for the first day, for example, on November 26th, the Friday at 4.30 p.m. show is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And that same day at 8 p.m. is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So if you're able to get off work early on Friday, you know, it gets dark already basically at that time at four, you can go to the early session if you have kids. The 8 p.m. session, obviously you'll be there for later, but you have different options. If you can't make an early time, you can go later or vice versa. You have some absolute classics on here. You've got the Polar Express. You've got, you know, Love Actually. You've got a Christmas story. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is like one of my favorites. Home Alone, Jingle All the Way. I'm not going to go through all 13 of them, but really cool shows. And they're only offered on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So these, these shows you're not going to go to on Monday through Thursday. It's Friday through Sunday. And it depends on the day if there's two offerings or one. So what I would tell you to do is just go to redrocksonline.com film and just go look up the times for yourself. Find a date and time that works. Hopefully it's a movie you want to see and just get it booked. As far as pricing is concerned, 
it is $59.50 per car. You are allowed a standard, a standard size car. I don't know what limitations that means. What I do know is that they do not allow RVs or anything. You know, these large, crazy cars will not be allowed. The location is the lower south lot too, and you will be able to connect through an FM radio frequency. So it's kind of like your standard drive-in stuff, you know, and if you've been to, to film on the rocks when they didn't actually have it, you know, for COVID edition, it's very, it's the same thing, just holiday edition, right? So bring a car, it's unlimited passengers inside of that car, and it's $59.50 per car. Matt, what are your thoughts? Do you think you could do two holiday movies in one night? I absolutely could. Absolutely could. So you do the 4.30 followed right after by the 8th? Honestly, that may be a pretty interesting – you would have to pay twice. Uh, You you would have to pay, you know, the $119 to to do twice. But that's an interesting thought, Sweat, because there's no instructions about this. I'm sure you could. But you could probably get a better spot in that second show because you're already in the lot, you know? Mm-hmm. So you could just leave, but then you could go hit those front spots or be in a prime spot. So I don't know. That's genius. You could give it a shot. I mean, if you're, you know, if you have a DD, you could basically tailgate. It's probably a little cold. Uh, it would be the only thing that you'd have working against you. But I think you absolutely could go to two shows in a day. Yeah. I would say it does say there is no official tailgating at the place. So I think that it's more in the grilling sense. Matt's talking more in the drinking sense. Correct. Correct. Doesn't apply. And Matt, my next question is, what is your number one go-to Christmas movie? Ooh, I, I have to go with, so this is actually easy for me. The, the OG Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas is my, is my go-to Christmas movie. It's like, it's that movie that like, it, I would like, it's just when I see it, I immediately go back to like all of my childhood holiday memories. And so that's just, that's the one for me. Carly, it's Love Actually. Her and her family love Love Actually. So that's their go-to. But what about what about you, Sweat? What's yours? It's, it's difficult. It depends on kind of what the mood I'm in. Because if I want to get like happy and like laugh and stuff, it's definitely Elf. But if I'm more in like the feel good kind of movie, it's probably It's a Wonderful Life or The Polar Express. Yeah, yeah. I, it's so hard to choose just one. I feel like mm-hmm. everyone, you know, that I don't know what my favorite movie would be, but like my go-to, the one that sets Christmas up for me is is Holy Christmas Christmas. I feel like it's a tough question, but yeah. Elf's a classic. You, you come on. I'm yeah. surprised they don't have they don't have Elf or How the Grinch Stole Christmas on here. So hey, I know. I think it's one of those things where enough people watch that at home at home on Netflix. To maybe they were trying to be a little different, like. Out of planes, trains, and automobiles. Not a lot of people our age have seen that movie, but it's an excellent movie. It's Christmas related. Maybe they're trying to hit some of the big ones, but not all of the big ones. Maybe they want to switch it up a little bit. Yeah, that's true. I did lie. They do have How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It's on Sunday, December 5th at 4.30. So if you need me, I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> so Sweat, that's, uh, that's what we learned because we can't do that yet. It starts November 26th. But uh, where did we go will be the episode, right? So Hike Doggy will be where we went. But what did we try this week? Yep. So this week was Pave, is how I call it, T-O-C-A-B-E. 
They actually have two locations. There's one in Greenwood Village, and there's one in Denver, North Denver, which is more of, um, I would say, kind of like the uh, Highlands area somewhat. The first one, the North Denver one's 3536 West 44th Avenue. So it's, you know, just pretty close to downtown relatively. And then the other one's in Greenwood Village at 8181 East Arapahoe Road in Greenwood Village. Um, both are open. It looks like the North Denver one is open Wednesday through Saturday from 11 to 8 and Sunday from noon to 7. And the one in Greenwood Village is open Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 8 and close on Sundays. So it does look like they do take off Monday and Tuesday in North Denver. And then the one in Greenwood Village, they actually take off Sunday and Monday, which good for them for taking off work. I like that. But to go into the menu, uh, this place is basically, I would compare it to kind of like a Chipotle-esque place for Native American food. So you pick, there's basically a, there's kind of like the two options. They have like four or five options that are just general plates. So you have like an Indian taco, you have a melting pot salad, a grilled bannock, and a medicine wheel nachos. Those are kind of, I think, more of like side items, not as ordered options, but the main order options of what people I think focus on is the pasta bowls, which are, was what I would describe as kind of like a brio bowl for Chipotle. You just don't have as many options. Um, all of their food is, most of their food is, uh, actually have a key and it looks like almost everything is either indigenous, it, some are organic and then others are gluten-free and not GMO. So it looks like they kind of focus on kind of being that you know, take being as natural as possible. And on their menu, it does show that. So for the bowls, the pasta bowls, you basically have to choose your base, which is either wild rice or red quinoa and wheat berry. So you either choose the wild rice or the red quinoa and wheat berry. And then you have a protein. You can either do vegetarian, grilled chicken, shredded bison, ground beef, or braised turkey. It's kind of like your base. So you get the base of the rice, you get your meat and then you get to dress it up with pick two. And those, I'm going to butcher this name, but Osage Homini, which is homini, cranberries, red onion, and jalapenos. I would imagine that's something Native American or indigenous, I guess you would say. Um, you can do sweet corn, mild tomato, hot tomato, seed mix, or roasted green chilies. And then on top of that, you finish it off with a dressing, which is either the sour cream and ancho chipotle, a vinaigrette and or rotating salsas and then sometimes they have a maple vinaigrette so if you heard that it's basically a base of a layer of rice a meat layer two vegetable options on top and then a dressing over the top so kind of i feel like is the indigenous chipotle for if you like that kind of food well that's dude that's they get creativity points because i i i i mean that's not something you see like native American cuisine, you know, like it's, it's, you yeah. definitely see it, but it's not, I would not put that in the same pairings as Italian, Thai food, Chinese, or you see there's a ton of offerings. That's just a, that's a genre of food that I feel like is untapped often. So I've never yeah, been, and it's called, I'm listening. I'm just listen, enjoying listening to you, but I just had it. That's creative at least. Yeah. It's an American Indian eatery is how they explain it. And um, pricing wise for the bowls, it's $8.90 for the vegetarian, $10.15 for the chicken, 
$9.60 for the ground beef. Ground bison's $11.50. And then the shredded bison is $13.35. So probably just a dollar or two more than your Chipotle bowl, but still within the, I would say, a lunch item or a lower, cheaper option for um, dinner or something like that if you want to do like a quick grab and go. So if you want to pick something up from your everyday Chipotle or your everyday just simple rice and meat, this is a good option. And I thought it was really good. I mean, I would, I would definitely will go back. I wouldn't say it's like the greatest in the world, but it's a grab and go restaurant. So it's not like you're looking for like the greatest meal you ever had. So I'm going to put it on kind of grab and go scale. So I would probably rate it around I, 7.1 is probably where it would be. It's good. It's a great different option. It's a great alternative, but it's not something I'm going to like go crazy out of my way to go to. Got it. 7.1 is respectful. That's, that's yeah. definitely, that's still good. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to give it a shot. I just don't know what I would expect but it's not something I eat every day. So clearly, I, I mean, I'm down to mix it up a little bit. No, yeah, I, I did the, uh, when I went, I got the shredded bison just because you don't get to have shredded bison very often unless you're going to Whole Foods like twice a week <laughs> and did one of those meals and did kind of everything that was a little bit different that I've never tried. And it was, it was really good. I mean, the, the flavors I would say are a little bit more dull, but I feel a lot healthier leaving when I eat something like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not dull enough. 7.1 is pretty good. So that's, uh, there you go. Heard it here first. Take it from sweat. So, well, all right, guys, that's, that's the standard, what we, that's the standard jig, baby. That's, a, that's, that's the standard stuff. So we're going, uh, now we're going to direct you guys to our interview. Again, this is Hike Doggy. And this, the interview is with Kath Allen. She is the founder and president of Hike Doggy. So sit back, relax, enjoy all you dog lovers. If you're not a dog lover, who doesn't like hearing about dogs having a blast? So sit back, relax, and we will see y'all next week. We love you. Peace. Peace. All right, everyone. Well, we have Kath Allen here, who is the founder of Hike Doggy. Kath, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you guys so much. It's really fun to be here with you. So, so Kath, tell us maybe just to kick off the episode, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and the kind of inspiration to start Hike Doggy. Okay. Uh, so I'm originally from New Jersey, and uh, I used to not tell people that back in the day. <laughs> I was here from like, like uh, when I got here like 20 some years ago. I don't know if you guys are from, from here, but, or if you remember native plates. Do you remember native plates? Or have you ever seen them? Anyway, yeah, they let, it's a thing. It used to be a thing. It let people know that like I'm driving a car and I'm from Colorado and you are not from so Colorado. Classic. So classic. I was like, oh. So there was a lot yeah. of that. And, and so I was in sales, corporate sales when I when I got here. But um, I used to tell people like, I'm from east of here. And they're like, where? And I'm like, east coast. They're like, whereabouts? I'm like, tri-state area. And finally, I would tell them I'm from New Jersey. But I'm from New Jersey. Uh, worked uh, grew up there went to Pace University in uh, New York and then uh, from there worked in Manhattan had some corporate jobs and then I moved to Italy uh, northern Italy for three years where I really uh, started to love the mountains and hike in the Dolomites and uh, that kind of got into my skin 
Um, re regarding the dogs, there were not a lot of dogs back there in Italy when I lived there. So I always remember, I think I saw one dog in three years. I, and I remember I ran up to the woman, it was a boxer and I was like, oh my God, like what's your dog's name? And she didn't speak English. So she goes, Sharon. And I was like, oh my gosh, your dog's name Sharon. <laughs> so that was kind of my only interaction with dogs there, but the hiking for sure stuck with me. And then um, somewhere over a pizza and a bottle of wine and an almanac uh, identified Colorado as a, a big mountain place in the United States. And uh, actually we thought, uh, we thought it was wrong. We thought 5280 was a mistake, but we're like, let's go there anyway. And so, um, moved to moved to Denver back then and was happy to see that there was buildings and all because I was from the East Coast and I didn't know these things. I wasn't that smart. Um, and then got a lot of corporate jobs. And uh, but I live in Golden. And so every morning I was uh, a lot of my jobs had um, uh, offices at home. So I would have the luxury of hiking my dogs in the morning for two hours. And then I would come home and that was the best part of my day. And then I'd start the corporate world. And uh and then I just, over the years, was I just knew that, God, there must be a lot of people who, you know, have dogs and they have to work and they can't do what I do. So at a certain point, my uh, very cool brother, Bill, he, uh, he asked me, he called me up one day and said, hey, what do you really want to do? And so he became my equity partner and Hike Doggy was founded. And, uh, and so we launched from there and bought a couple of vans and had no idea what I was doing. And, and there you go. <laughs> I love it. So I guess to give everybody, all of our listeners, an understanding of exactly what Hike Doggy is, can you explain if you know, Matt has a dog named Gary, what's the experience for Gary on a on a, any given Tuesday morning? Okay. So a day in the life of Gary as a Hike Doggy is that we, our buses roll out at uh, 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. So on that particular Tuesday for Gary, we roll up between 7.30 and 9.30 and we pick up Gary. We already, Matt would have given us instructions in case Matt is not home so that we know how to access Gary and we pick him up. We let him go potty. He hops onto the hike doggy bus along with a bunch of other hike doggies, which uh, I can explain later how they're transported, but very safely um, and comfortably in their own Zen bins. Um, and so we travel around, we organize ourselves by neighborhood in Denver so that we're traveling around, picking up our hike doggies. And then we head up to the Colorado mountains into the foothills. We were permitted for on-leash hiking up and down the foothills. So front range, as far as you can see, like down south and up north and all in between. So once we, we have two hikers who drive around and get the dogs. And then when we get to the trailhead, for example, if a, a, one of our hike doggy buses was full to capacity, it would have 12 dogs in it. So when we get to the trail, we would, another hiker would be there waiting for the bus and meet the bus. Um, and when the bus rolls in, it's, these are these big blue buses and they have, they're wrapped in um, pictures of dogs. And then when they roll up, that bus is rocking. Those dogs want to go hiking. They're very, very excited. And so when the door opens up, it's crazy time and we get our hike gear on very quickly. And so we, uh, we stagger start. So the first hiker would get her first four dogs, have her backpack on 
or his and off they head. And uh, we have a special way that we start and we introduce the dog so that if it's a, you know, a dog's first time, you can imagine four dogs, it's like, how the heck does this work? Because dogs have their own personality. And even though all the dogs are, are social and have good temperaments, you know, did you ever go to a party and you don't love everybody at the party? Like that's how dogs can be when they get together in big groups. So we have special methods that we, we group them the night before by groups of four in temperament and speed. And so they off they go. Um, and then we set out the other, uh, the other hiker with four dogs and the other hiker with four, four dogs. So off they go. They're, they're, um, the hiker hikes the dogs. They're, they're going their own speed. So we have fast, medium, and slow. We're able to organize that. So if Gary is like a super fast dog, he's yep. in the group with the super fast dogs. And we have lots of clients who are like, the mission is make my dog tired. And so we make sure that they get tired. But then we have other dogs that the parents are like, hey, my girl's 14. I just want her to sniff flowers and be out there with other dogs and have a great day. So we're able to accommodate all of that because we have multiple hikers, multiple dogs out there. So we hike, it's paws on the ground for two hours, um, going the speed that they, they, they want in their groups. Um, they're peeing on everything. They're sniffing everything. They're picking up sticks. They're playing with each other. They're having fun. They're seeing bison. They're seeing critters. They're seeing deer and elk and everything. There's definitely smells that don't exist in their neighborhood when they get up to the different um, trails that we hike on. Um, we hike for two hours. We take a 10 minute break um, where the, all the dogs are leashed or carabinered to different trees in the forest or fence posts in the meadow so that they can have their own fresh water and a little time to themselves. So they don't have to worry about somebody going, hey, I'm really still thirsty and I'd like to drink some, <laughs> some of your water. So they have their own special time. And then uh, our hikers are, are taking pictures like photography, high, high quality pictures, whether selfies or, or group shots, videos, um, portraits, the entire time. So uh, just for an FYI, a, a group of 12 dogs, you might we might have a final product of like 120 pictures at the end of the day, really, really good. Um, and so anyway, so we gather up the dogs after the break, continue on the hike. When it's hot in Denver, we're splashing in streams and creeks and in the shady area. When it's snowy, we're in snow appropriate trails where they're rolling in snow we're having fun <clears throat> so when the hike is over after two hours we have a shower on board so we bring the dogs back and we um, set them up we roll out a little wash area it looks it kind of looks like a mini car wash for dogs and so we have a, a collapsible dog pool and uh, lots of towels and brushes and paw washers and stuff like that so we get them all clean and then in the winter time we serve soup to the dogs because dogs don't hydrate themselves really well and then they go back into their zen den after the hike and we give them a kong filled with one ingredient freeze-dried lamb lung which we find is a crowd pleaser with dogs and not a lot of dogs have allergies to that and so they enjoy their kong on the way home gives them something fun to do and then we return the dogs again the parents do not have to be home let them go potty before they head inside refresh water uh, give some treats from home whatever the parent would like and uh and then after the hike post hike the parents will receive um uh, a really cool 
right up by the hikers. They, they're like licensed to be flamboyant. They write if like if Millie and Shadow are smitten with each other or Gary meets like, you know, uh, little Josie, he's, we're gonna talk about they're going to the prom or, you know, love was in the air and that kind of thing. And so they do a really nice write up and then they're, um, all the parents are copied on this text and they get a, uh, a copy of the Google album and it has all the videos and they're free to do whatever they want with those. And so that's what it would look like. The parents, by the time the parents come home, they're like, I mean, we get we get sent pictures and videos all the time, like dogs snoring on the couch, you know, post hike. There's definitely like a hangover effect that lasts for like a day or so after a big outing. Because in addition to the hike, it's romping with others. It's, you know, getting belly rubs, being on the bus, like watching all the dogs hop on and off the bus. It's there's a lot going on there. So have, they have a lot to dream about when they get home at the end of the day. It's pretty cool. Wow. Well, Kat, you answered about four of my questions I had, because I, I have to say, I went up, Gary and I went up over into Breckenridge last weekend, right. went on a hike. It was just starting to snow. He was, he turned a different color because he decided he wanted to flip over in mud naturally. Yes. So we did all that. So, so you said, so you guys are open 24, 365, 24, seven, essentially outside of maybe holidays, but you're, you work through all seasons, right? Even winter, that's not stopping you guys from hiking if it's a foot of snow outside. So it's um, it's really important for us. Our big two words are safety and fun for the dogs, okay? So I always laugh when some people are like, can you make my dog heal while we're hiking? And we're like, no, we're not gonna do that. We're not trainers, right. you know, it's all about fun and safety. But from a safety uh, aspect, and I could talk about safety all day, but one thing that we do is um, I get up at 4 a.m. Um, we hike six days a week, so we're off on Sunday, but I get up every day and 4 a.m. I'm watching the weather and I'm checking the weather and we're looking at temperatures when we're hitting the trails. So everything from, you know, if it were a blizzard or remember when we remember bomb cyclone, do you guys remember that was the biggest thing before COVID hit? Like Colorado had a bomb cycle. We had two of them. I don't even know what it is, but it was a big blizzard. Um, but if there's a blizzard, clearly we're going to cancel because it, it's not safe to pick up the dogs. But we uh, partner with veterinarians. So we get uh, good guidelines as far as what's too cold for the dogs to get out there. So we'll look at temperatures in, in addition to that. But we do hike all winter long. The only um, often we'll kind of delay for school, we'll kind of like kids do for schools. If it's, if, Hey, it's cold up, it's cold right now, but it's going to be beautiful. Sun's going to come out. All the snow is going to melt. It's going to be great. Um, regarding like 10 inches of snow, we're not, we have big dogs, little dogs, chihuahuas. We're, we're hiking all sorts of sizes of dogs. So it would not be fun for a chihuahua to hike in 10 inches of snow. So right. we, what we what we do is we would, uh, for example, if it snowed all night, we might, for example, send a number of our buses to trails that are going to, for example, canyons where they're plowed. They're still going to be along the river in the canyons, nature all around them. But the the they've actually been plowed early morning, the actual trails, which is not typically we're on dirt trails and such. But these that would be a case of something we might do in the winter. We also use um musher secret on the dog's paws we um we advocate and and tell parents you know for sure send your dog if it's appropriate with a coat so that they're nice and warm right. um again serving soup in the winter and but it's looking out for the dogs i mean we're just going to make sure that they're having fun they're they're not in the iditarod they're just out having a really good time and we want them to be safe okay yeah that's so good to know that you guys do the baths because that that's where like 
with Gary, I'm like, if you guys took him on a hike, that's great. But if I, I know what he's going to look like post <laughs> post hike. And that gives me anxiety if there was no bath included. So I love that you guys do that because my dog is the first to dive right into the muddiest pit you can find. So you, I, I it's, love that. It's, it's funny sometimes after you know how it's like it's been raining and it's mud season and some of our cleanups are epic you know what i mean oh. but we do look <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah we we had some dogs that for example would be like a white um doodle and we were we we washed that dog so well but it still had a red tint like red rocks you know after hiking around red rocks and yes. the mom was like he is forbidden. He may not hike at Red Rocks anymore. You know, we're like, okay. okay. So those are like specifics. Like when we're we're doing our groupings and where the trails were going, we have to think. We have to think about a lot of things, and that would be one. Like, no, nope, that dog Teddy right. can't go to Red Rocks. Like we know that. Right. Okay. And, and I think you talked about it a little briefly. So so you guys mix up your routes that you guys hike. How many how many routes do you? kind of choose between um, yeah. depending on you know what's at your disposal on hikes <laughs> no 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 it's a great question so we um we are permitted for on-leash hiking up and down the front range so denver mar D denver parks jefferson county parks um clear creek parks boulder parks like and then there's a whole bunch of trails that aren't associated with parks they're just you know we seek them out we're trail seekers but we when we leave every morning um four buses are going to four different trails and we actually know so we have dogs that hike once a week twice three four and believe it or not we have dogs that hike five days a week and so we actually gate we watch and we gauge and we have a system that rotates all the trails so we want for example we want um we want hunter to hop off the bus and be like oh my god i've never been here before you know or right. oh my god this is look at the mountains oh oh there's a stream it's hot i'm so psyched so we're mixing it up all the time so and to this point too we're very strategic in the safety area for example i live in golden um there's a north and south mesa in this in the winter time or like shoulder seasons we're all that we include that in our rotation those those uh, mesas in our rotation but in, when the summer comes and a there's not a tree to be found up there and b there are rattlesnakes up there so we pull off the mesa and we don't hike there just to give you an example we we look at everything we're looking at parking lots for dirt versus pavement in certain weather we really are very specific about where we're going and we'll change it up in that morning if we for any reason that we think we need to it sounds like if we ever need to pat like need a hike to go on we need to contact you you know more than oh. trails if you need any trail recommendations we're uh, we're definitely good at that <laughs> yeah definitely people to reach out to um so you mentioned a little bit on the doggy transportation so how yeah. exactly do you guys safely transport them and then do you have you guys ever dealt with dogs that get anxiety or nervousness when they're in the car and how do you guys deal with that kind of situation yeah, that's a great, that's a really great question. So our hike doggy buses, we spend a lot of time and money outfitting them for the safety and the comfort of the dogs. So if you were to slide open the door of our hike doggy buses, you would see what we call Zendens. So, and we call them Zendens for a reason. For lack of a better term, they're large travel crates, but uh, we contract with an Etsy artist 
who makes our double thick padding, antimicrobial, really comfortable pads. Um, the, all of the Zendens are for the most part facing the same direction for, because we don't want, you know, two dogs driving around giving each other the hairy eyeball, you know, and deciding they, they don't like each other or something like they're all facing the same direction. So they're seeing dogs hop on, hopping on and off the bus at best. And it's quite nice. They're kind of like, you know, if they could give the little dog fist pump, we're like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you. Oh, you know, Ranger, it's so good to see you. Oh my gosh, Ginger, I haven't seen you in a long time. So that's one thing we do. We also have Zenden cards on the buses, uh, on each Zenden to tell us, you know, certain positions on the bus do better and some dogs are, it's more a more favorable spot for them. And what that means is, for example, you know, some dog, one dog might be, want to be, it's a little thing, but one dog might feel really, really comfortable on the bottom towards the front where the, the driver and the passenger can talk to them and they can, you know, speak with them while they're driving. But maybe that's not good for another uh, group of dogs that maybe they don't like dogs hopping on and off right in front of them. That gives them a little anxiety. So, um, so definitely position of where they are facing the right direction. Um, very, very uh, safe just in the, the vehicles themselves. I, yeah, that's probably something I didn't know when I started, but there's a, these, these vehicles are the, uh, the most service vehicles you ever wanted to shake a stick at. It's unbelievable. You know, like there, we cycle them in just to make sure that they're in tip top shape as well. But to your point on the anxiety of the dogs, because I get it. Some dogs are like, we hear this sometimes, like my dog doesn't do well in my car, you know, like how's this going to go? And, uh, yeah. and we try different things. We, um, we try different things. One, just to give you an example, um, Again, positioning um, where they are in the vehicle. And one thing uh, recently, we had a dog that she's a great dog and she just has a lot of separation anxiety because of COVID. And she doesn't like to, dad works at home. So mom and dad, particularly dad, cause she's just with dad all day long. And uh, so when she goes now, we, we thought about it. We powwowed as a team because she was exhibiting a little bit of anxiety on the bus. And we asked the dad if he would send a t-shirt with his smell on it his scent. And so he does every hike, he sends a t-shirt and we drape it near, you know, hanging off of her Zenden. And then when we hike, the hiker actually ties her, uh, his t-shirt to the backpack. And she walks along right on that slide. She can smell her dad the whole time. And she's uh, just things like that. Or maybe um, CD cookies that the parents, we, we tell the parents to give it to them. We don't give them without, you know, we don't, we don't distribute those, but we ask the parents like, Hey, this is a good idea. Or, or some kind of, sometimes it's even some kind of doggy vet prescribed medication just to help them with, uh, with traveling in the vehicle. For the most part, most of the dogs are great, but we have success in just individually looking at each of the dogs. Sometimes dog, like, you know, hey, maybe we'll give them breakfast when we get there because maybe they have an upset stomach if they eat breakfast and hop on the bus early in the morning. So we kind of look at it in different ways. We eat and, and, and very small portion, we'll even, we've done it in two to, two to three different cases. Sometimes we have a dog that instead of heading to the Zen then they might hop in the driver's seat or the passenger seat. <laughs> and they're like, this is where I like to ride, you know? And, and you're like, hey, hey. And we've actually set up, it's not something we do typically, but we um, get a permission from the parents and we would set up a Zenden pad right behind the driver and the passenger. And we would harness them up and leash them up safely so that they can ride between, kind of between the passenger and, and the, the, the driver. And then we'll take the dog off as we're 
bringing loading on other dogs and loading them off but sometimes you know you got to get creative because the dogs are individuals just like humans are and I don't I can't sit in the back of a car for example I don't like yeah I don't like that I need to drive <laughs> well that's so. yeah that that's how Gary is that that's why we we kind of put that question there because my my dog I don't I don't know what it is it's not like he had some traumatic car experience right. but he is he is he shakes violently because he's so he hates it so much and he has right. to be physically on either mine or my wife's lap, like constantly we have to be like stroking him. Like he, I've never seen it like to where he, he has the highest anxiety in cars for no reason. I don't understand it, but that was, that was one where I was like, I love this idea, but that would be the only limiting factor is I think he would have a heart attack going up. So I, uh, no, I appreciate that. And I, um, honestly, we're, we're transparent with the parents too, because it's all about the dogs. And if for right. any reason, it doesn't happen often, but if there's some aspect of the hiking experience that doesn't work for them, then we'll be, you know, what it's, what are we doing it for? If we can't, you know, if they're not having fun. So if there's right. something that seems, so we'll bring it to the parents and they might tell us like, Hey, can we try something or let's try a yeah. couple things, but it, it, on a handful of cases occasions it has been like you know what um maybe he, your dog would do better to just do some kind of big activity near home and not have to get into a vehicle that kind of right thing. right okay no I, I love the customized piece though that, that, i mean that's that's huge i mean customization like the t-shirt and stuff like that like that goes that goes a long way i know for the, the dogs especially but so for someone like me that you know if i wanted to you know set up and get gary set up um, yeah. is there, you know, we, we use Camp Bow Wow right now. And I know, you know, it, there's a handful of doggy daycares out there. And a lot of times they have like interviews to make sure the dog's okay, as well as right. like free trials or all that. So what does that kind of look like if you wanted to get started? Do you guys have an interview process or like a free trial day or like, what's that kind of look like? Perfect. So what happens, we get most of our clients, whether it's a referral or they've seen our hike doggy buses, they go to the internet and they go to our website and through the website, they can book a, you know, a chat with us just to kind of find out more information. Um, and so they set up an, a, you know, a phone interview. And so we talk and in during that conversation, I, I do most of them, um, Abby, uh, along with, um, uh, a hike doggy partner and she does a number of them as well and what we do is during that conversation we'll find out more about the dog if there are any red flags parents they don't want they're not trying to sneak their dog in the program you know what i mean they they want to tee their dog up for success so the, if anything if they have concern about anything um for example covid COVID puppies is a thing. It's a, it's not just having a dog that you got during COVID, but the fact that they haven't been socialized or they just, you know, they're, they have huge separation anxiety. Th th those are some of the things that we see or, or maybe um, leash reactivity, you know, when they're walking down the street, cause they haven't interacted with a lot of dogs. So the parents will tell us about that and, and we'll discuss it. And, and we, you know, if we heard like a, a big red flag, like, you know, aggressive towards other dogs, you know, we would, we would guide that parent to get behavioral training for the dog but if we hear you know just some minor things like hey a little snarky you know get, doesn't know what to do when a dog's coming towards and walking down the street yeah. no problem so we'll talk to them on the phone and then we'll set up a I call it we call it a get to know it's about a half an hour where we would come to the hike doggy parents home we would find out more about the dog ask a lot more very specific questions like does your dog have any allergies? Does your, is there anything that is fearful? Is, would you ever call your dog like um, 
high anxiety or um, fearful for any trigger situations, what are they? And we would get, we, we pride ourselves, we get a lot of information before the dog ever hits the trail. And so by right. doing that, in addition to access information for the home so that the parents don't have to be home and we do all that. And unlike some situations, I don't know, have you ever had to go online and fill out a lot of forms for your dog? Like, yes. okay. Right. I, I know. I tried to do that once and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not a form. I'm not good with forms. So Me neither. We it's, it's how right. quick can I answer this in the least oh. amount of effort. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. I, I, am, I was trying to enroll my two dogs in something and one is a little nut and the other one's a, a typical lab. And I got done everything for the nut. And then it, they're like, okay, now tell us everything about Henry. And I'm like, he's a lab. He's a lab. He's yeah. a lab. Like, yeah. do I have to fill out everything again? He's just a lab. So what I do, we do is we get all the information. We build the profiles. So the the hike doggy clients, literally, we think that of our clients as two clients: the parents and the dog. So the parents, we want everything to be very high, high level, high quality, easy just high touch service so that they don't have to do a lot. So we do a lot for them. And then for the dog, obviously to have fun and be safe. So we take all that information, create the profile. By the time um, we go to their home and we do the um, hike doggy get to know, we already have based on their address, we will know a potential best days of week for a hikes. Like, hey, you know, can Gary, would you like for Gary to hike on Tuesday or Thursday? This is when we have spots available. And you might say, Matt, oh, Tuesday would be great. And we're like, great. And here is a potential start date. Next Tuesday, we have a spot available. Would you like Gary to start then? That'd be great. And so then we get them on the schedule. And so a lot of times people, by the time they contact us and we set up get to knows very quickly, their their dog can be hiking the same week, if not the next week. So it works okay. out really, really well. Yeah. Love that. And, and Kath, what does, what does pricing look like? Because I, you know, as I'm always... Uh, that's I I'm in finance I go that's where I go and I, I want Gary to have fun but I'm also like oh let's talk about the pricing and like I know some places have you can buy like packages like in bulk and it discounts the per visit like what does pricing look like do you guys have any of those like package offerings what does that look like okay so what we do is we um again when we're picking up we're picking up between depends on where you live and where we hike but 7 30 to 9 30 and the dogs are usually with us i'd say somewhere between like 1 and 2 30 somewhere in there okay. so it's a good chunk of the day and so the first hike of the week each week is 89 dollars. so the first hike of the week is 89 dollars. any subsequent hike or additional dog in that family that would also hike monday through friday of that week would drop down to 79 dollars. 79 so 89 and then 79 we hike on saturdays too it's a more premium day to get our hikers out there so Saturdays are always $89 per dog. So that's what yeah. that looks like. And, and I would say, you know, because to your point, it has to make financial sense. Once in a while, we have a handful of clients who use us every other week. So we, we have that available to them too. Um, but once you get, we don't go further than that because dogs are in the now. <laughs> They're in the moment and they don't know like, hey, you're going to hike three weeks from now. You know, that would, right. and, and, and it gets them used to it. And it, it just, it's better for the, that they, they, just relate better. They act better. They get more excited. Our clients, they send us videos of like the bus pulling up the hike doggy bus and the reaction of their dog going nuts yeah. at the window. I'm very, very excited. So it's a, uh, it's definitely something, you know, it's not for everybody, but it's, it's a, it's really beautiful just seeing the dogs up in nature doing, you know, you, you know, when you go hiking with your own dogs, it's, 
it's a it's a whole experience that they would never get it's more enriching than say that we you know get by you know walking in their neighborhood or doing the right. same old type of thing and a lot of people have doggy doors but dogs don't really play outside a lot <laughs> they tend to go outside and go to the bathroom and then they kind of come back inside so so Keth, would you would you say most of the clients do they is it is it more of a recurring deal where it's like if if I were to sign up Gary, you would say right. Matt, based on where you live, Tuesday works, let's do it every week, or is it more of a like, hey, my dog this week looks like he's bored and annoyed with me. I want to book him for this week and then I'll come back, we'll book him again in two months, or is it more recurring? Right. It is a recurring service. So it's a recurring service. Like I said, so it's every week against, believe it or not, five times a week, three times a week, two times a week. Some people send their dog multiple times a week. Again, we have the every other, but once we set you up, you do not sign a contract with us. We just work really, really hard for our hike doggies to run to the hike doggy bus because you can't fake that. That's like, oh my God, I can't wait right. to go. And so that we set that up. But once you would be our client, you might call us and say, Gary, hikes every Tuesday or every other Tuesday for that. You might call us and just, or actually we do everything via internet. We're not an app. We're an, we're an email thing because there's a lot going on with doggies. You know, my dog has a cone on. Can he still hike? Can you take the cone off when he's in the Zenda? That kind of thing. There's lots to talk about, but you might contact us and be like, oh my gosh, I have jury duty. Is there any way Gary can ride the bus three times next week? And, you know, as much advance notice would be awesome. But whenever you reach out, we try our very best. He, Gary would be guaranteed his spot that he, you know, signed up for, for his Tuesdays. But he, if you would ask as needed, and we would try really, really hard to fill that up. And that comes from everything from just adding extra hikers and, you know, just to, you know, we might have a cancellation, that kind of thing. And that's how that would work. Um, but conversely, you do not find the uh, agreement. The only thing you find is the liability form, which allows us to take the dogs into the mountains and take them onto the bus and stuff. But, um, but yeah, we get that quite a bit though. And by the way, too, you, by the same token, you might uh, reach out and say, Hey, we're going, my wife and I are going into, uh, we're going to the mountains in three weeks. We're taking Gary with us. Can you take him off the schedule? So we just take yeah. dogs at office over when they go back from vacationing or what have you. Got it. Yes. I guess if you guys looked for listeners, if they have friends in other cities, if you guys looked at other kind of mountainous or mountain region cities about doing expanding and doing the same service in other cities, or is it are you just yeah. on expanding in Denver? So, you know, when we started, uh, like a lot of entrepreneurs, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> And you just go for it. You try to put out the, you know, the best service and the best product and you, you just want to get everything teed up, you know, correctly. Um, but we did, we set ourselves up to be franchisable, but we, you know, we're five and a half years. We started uh, in 2016 in May. And so we're five and a half, so to speak, years old. And we, you know, it's a, dogs are specific. They're like children to us. They're, you know, like live animals. They're, they're, they're like kids. And so we, it's not something where you're like, Hey, it's a, I don't know, like a taco place or something you're going to replicate it, There's a lot to it. And there's a lot of information and you got to get a lot of stuff. Right. Um, but having said that we, you know, the mountains, we, we looked at some things in the mountains, the mountains are, they're not as big as like Denver. It would be, you know, for what we do, it should be a, a, a city. Um, 
And for Denver, there's a lot of dogs in Denver. Most of our clients who get in touch with us, they're like, we've never heard of you. We didn't know you existed. Oh my gosh. So there's just a lot of people that still don't know that we exist. So we are actually, we're expanding. Recently we're expanding. Um, we expanded down into like Highlands Ranch, Lone Tree, Centennial, that kind of thing. Um, we handle all around the Denver Metro area. Um, you know, with a, we don't go, we're, we're not out like maybe past, um, we don't get quite as far as the airport, for example. And so we, we don't go to Boulder. So it's hard to see you, when you contact us that when you give us your address, you know, but for the most part, we're, we're in most of Denver Metro area, but for us, we're expanding now. Um, we're in fact, we're relocating before the end of the year, our, our current location, which is where we house our vehicles um, just to be uh, more strategic and closer to our client base. And we're looking at, perhaps splitting up our, our, our vehicles so that we're in different locations. So it makes more sense from a efficiency standpoint, but yeah, we're just kind of, we look at our, you know, mid range and long-term growth and what we're doing. And we're on a steady pace of just, you know, it's a, you know, how many dogs we're hiking um, in, for example, last month was our largest a month we ever had it was 669 dogs we hiked last month so really? yeah it's yeah and, you know so it's a, a lot of dogs but we literally just want to keep doing things correctly and adding processes making sure we're doing the right stuff we did a for example we tried to expand in a way that made sense to us um to do dog walking because we're hiking, you know, dog walking, but for a number of reasons I won't get into, we decided to stop that service because it just wasn't, it wasn't our core competency and it wasn't, yeah. to be honest, hikers hike, they don't love to walk. <laughs> so, you know, for a number of reasons, so. Fair enough. Okay. Well, um, Catherine, we usually like to finish these episodes out with, you know, we call it the 30 second sales pitch, whatever you want to call it, but there are oftentimes we have questions that we personally want to know, but there may be things that you want to kind of share with people that we haven't really mentioned. So uh, to end the episode, we'll give you the last 30 seconds or however much time you need, but is there anything that you would like the viewers to know about Hike Doggy that we haven't covered yet? Yeah, I would say um, the biggest thing for um, what we do that people just would not know until they were our client is it's all it really is all about our team our team they're dog crazy people in a great way they're they think about our hike doggies almost all day long and it's a we have we have what's called a bark board where we communicate um and we post we have another board with a name i probably won't say it's not <laughs> but it's a funny name board but uh that's where all our funny stuff goes up there and they post picture it'll be 10 o'clock 11 o'clock at night and we're posting about pictures that they took that they didn't share with the whole team and check this out. And did you know that, you know, Sessie is going to have a little brother, like they talk about dogs having a new dog is coming into the household or, oh my gosh, we went to pick up um, Mabel and we saw Moose. He has a new dog. Did you guys see it? I took a picture or just all of they are, they're talking about dogs all the time. They care about the dogs. We, um, we have a team, a sub team within our group called the love gang and they're in charge of um, spreading love to our clients when things happen, like maybe dogs get sick at home or dogs pass away sometimes. And so they, they're in charge of things like, you know, distributing toys and 
you know, um, great cards or having the whole team sign. And or, anyway, I, I, what I would say is just that we know our dog so well and that we care about our dog so well. We get definitely, we, beca we become like kind of part of the family extended version of our client's family because we know their, their dog so well. And, and we're there, they reach out to us for help or, you know, if they need anything, we don't even provide we don't, we're not a pet sitting service, but it warms my heart that we will get reached out to and they'll say, is, can anyone, any of the hikers watch my boys this weekend? And, and they don't pick because all the hikers, one's better than the next, so to speak. They're all awesome. And they're just big compassion and, and caring. And so they, they make Hike Doggy. We have a very cool culture of taking care of our dogs, taking care of our clients, but also taking care of each other. So they're really great that way. That's what I would say. Well, Kath, as far as I'm concerned, you're living the living the dream. Just hiking with dogs every day. I mean, are you guys hiring? <laughs> we are. Matt, obviously... We are. <laughs> I, I was thinking about it, and I was kind of laughing to myself because if I'm not careful, my wife will call you, but it won't be a dog; it'll be me that you have to pick up and take on a hike. So I don't know if you. <laughs> <laughs> we get that sometimes. Can you take okay. my kids? Can you take okay. my husband? It's Fair good. enough. Yeah, she'll, she'll, Carly will quickly ship me off to uh, to hike doggy for to make take me out to wear me out, so I'll just sleep. Um, <laughs> but Kath, that, thank you so much. Is, thank you so much for talking with us today. This has been awesome. The concept is brilliant. As a dog owner, can't wait to check it out. I hadn't heard about you guys before this, so hopefully, all of our listeners now hear about this and are in our as jazzed as we are. So, thank you so much for talking with us today. We really, really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. It's it's, re it's really been a pleasure. It really, really has. You guys are fun. You're doing great stuff. It's, it's fun to be a part of it. Oh, thanks, Kath. Well, everyone, again, that is Kath Allen. She is the founder of Hike Doggy. Wow.